Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Thank God podcasts can't be impeached. Am I right? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, boys and girls, your favorite guilty pleasure. I'm your co-host, Joel, banned from Pinterest, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, never been on parlor, so wash. <laughs> and on this week's episode, Greenhouse just got a lot greener. Higher view gets nervous and rioting on the nation's capital will get your ass fired even if you live with your mother, which reminds me, hey, mom, is my grilled cheese ready yet? The meatloaf. Hang on, people. Job Vibe, the leading end-to-end talent acquisition suite. Named a leader in ATS, recruitment marketing, CRM, and onboarding on G2. Kim B says Job Vibe is a user-friendly, passionate enterprise team that takes care of you. Jolly good. Jeffrey R says, candidates are constantly telling us we get it right compared to other orgs. Love that. Results driven by AI. Connections built by humans. Jobvite. Learn how you can evolve your TA function at jobvite.com. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, this has me dancing like after the Browns won Uh on Sunday. Hell yeah. This is a groove right there, man. Total groove. Yeah. This is our new intro music, that's, right? That's that's our new groove. That's all I gotta say. We've got we're grooving. <laughs> Hell yeah. Whew. Love it. Love it. Get funky with it. That's got some stank. Talking about grooving and some stank. That them them Browns put some stank on the Steelers A team. Holy shit. I still think it's a dream. I'm ready to wake up. But <laughs> Their, their reward for winning is go play the number one seed uh, at their place uh, Sunday afternoon. But, hey, stranger things have happened. Mahomes, Mahomes is due for a bad game. Mahomes is due. you gotta got to wake up from the dream sometime, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so who you like this weekend real quick? We got uh, Bills and Ravens. Who you like there? Oh, I love me some Dobbins, but the Ravens are the uh, Bills are hot. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I still got to go with my heart. Uh, Ravens got to go okay. with Ravens. You got Ravens there. I, I guess you got Chiefs based on your your last comment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we got Rams and Packers in, yeah. in Green Bay. Yeah, the pack. Yeah, pack should roll in that one. And then the old men go at it uh, with the Buccaneers and the Saints with an average age quarterback of what 43 45 something like that so yeah. that who do you got there yeah Drew Brees ha- has his boys back so Camara's back mm-hmm. and so is uh you know 
our, our boy Thomas. Uh, so I'm hoping they can pull it out. The problem is the Saints have not been putting up the the offensive numbers that we're used to seeing in past years. So I mean, I really think that the the Buccaneers that they've they have the upper hand in this one. Well, considering the Buccaneers barely beat like some dude that was packing groceries uh, before he was quarterbacking the, the Washington team, uh, Bree should have a, a pretty solid effort on him. But man, those I, I Buccaneer hope. weapons are tough. Jesus. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's hopefully it'll be a good game and hopefully Breeze and the Saints come out of it. But yeah, I, I have to think that the Buccaneers, they, they've got a they've got a pretty stout crew, especially yeah. on defense. And and we won't speak of the college title game this week. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got in shout outs? A little little shame going to Lockheed Martin and the U- United States Department of Labor because Lockheed Martin they found out just what hiring discrimination is worth. It's about one thousand one hundred and thirty seven dollars per affected American worker. So we're talking about Lockheed Martin having the Department of Labor, the OFCCP, meet them and say, look, we see instances of hiring discrimination. And Lockheed Martin says, no, you don't. They're like, yes, we do. And they're like, no, you don't. Okay, so what's going to settle this? What settles it is, and there were 616 affected individuals. Mm -hmm. Those individuals in total got $700,000. Now that seems like a lot of money, but for an organization with annual revenue, again, annual revenue of about $60 billion, it is total horseshit. We're talking again, (laughs) $1,100 per person. So overall, this is one of the things that we always talk about. If the United States government is not going to slap these organizations with fines to actually make them change their behavior, they are not going to change their behavior. They can pay this kind of money all day and they don't even feel it. This is coffee money for Lockheed Martin. So yeah, this is a big shame on Lockheed Martin and an even bigger shame on the U.S. Department of Labor. It is your job to protect individuals. And when this kind of shit happens, you send a bad, bad stank through the ranks uh, of, of uh, discrimination, right? <laughs> and speaking of stank, have you heard the new yeah. intro? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go from a big loss like you, but I'm going to go to a, to a a rebirth a rising of the Phoenix. Yes. I want to give a shout out to QR codes. (laughs) The, the once mighty technology that (laughs) fell on hard times. Thanks to the pandemic. QR codes are back, baby. Such a hater. No one, no one wants a menu that they have to touch. (laughs) You know, no one wants to, to, to grab anything off a shelf. Like, QR codes are back, baby, and uh, I couldn't be any happier. So shout out to you, (laughs) QR codes. Enjoy your time in the sunlight. Oh, that's excellent. Well, shout out to the (laughs) Recruitment Automation uh, Conference, the the Wade and Wendy peeps, Dave and and team over there. They had me on with a star-studded panel. Go check it out. I'm sure they have the video, the recording somewhere. But we talked about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We talked about process methodology, automation. It was all over the place, but had some amazing 
uh, panelists. I mean, yeah. Jen Terry, who's now at Jovio, she had 20 years at AT&T, uh, had Stacy from the New York Times. She's the head of the, their TA function there. Uh, EA Sports, Trent Cotton, uh, Crystal J- It was just, it was lit. Yeah, I think we we determined that you were the bat boy to that to that uh, sign line. I was a water boy. Yeah, I was getting coffee. Well, dude, uh, I want to get to the news. Unless you got any of the shout outs, we can sprinkle those out the show because there's some big, big big news that dropped today. This shit is fresh off fresh off the press. Yeah, still smells like like uh, Teen Spirit. Yeah, like Teen Spirit and Ink Greenhouse. Popular applicant tracking system has nabbed. Am I looking at this right? $500 $500 million Ooh. from TPG and investments. Yeah. Taking a majority stake in the company. Yeah. This is following a year when they laid off a bunch of employees, but also reported surging revenues. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. And, you know, we, we did cover when they, Daniel Chait or Marcom or whoever the fuck did it, they put out a, a message uh, mm-hmm. to pretty much the, the, everyone, in which, which ISIMS didn't do, by the way, talking about, you know, uh, the need to contract, right, during COVID. And what they did and what m- many companies did was they had to focus on being able to stay sustainable. And then also, if you... If you take a look at the numbers, they had only taken, I say only, but they are a, a core platform. They'd only yeah. taken about $100 million in funding. Uh, this is something that no question puts a staple in what we've seen over the past you know, couple of years that these applicant tracking systems aren't the old legacy types of ac- applicant tracking systems that we once knew that just stood there withered away and became you know these old warehouses full of yeah. data that were really just just shit to maneuver through they're, they're really making a charge greenhouse job vite isims smart recruiters i mean they're really starting to they're starting to be the new age of tech i think yeah um so the new the new valuation of the company uh let's just call it a billion dollars for shits and giggles um this is super big and and greenhouse i think it, you know, couldn't have gone to a better company. You know, they were born out of sort of that post Web 2.0 uh, era, whereas we talk about ISIMS, Javite, were sort of pre all that. They were sort of born out of the old technologies. Greenhouse is one of those that, that had the nice balance of technology from an openness platform that you could build apps upon, um, as well as looking at how how design matters. Um, in employment, whether it's their, the consumer side or, or whether they're they're hosting career sites, right? And and you and I, I think, are pretty universal when we hear a startup ask us, "Who should I integrate with? Like, who should I build uh, an app upon?" Greenhouse is always one of the first that we talk about. One yeah. because it's so easy; they've sort of built their business on that. Um, it's free. That has been sort of their secret sauce, in my opinion, is that the the app store and their integration with companies because of that tech infrastructure and that and that foundation has really carried them on. And they've been a, a really s- sort of slow, organic success story. Um, and and hats off to them. I, I do think they are quickly going into that that tier two or tier one um, ATS where they're we're, they're in the discussion with ISIMS and Jawbite and those guys and and uh, certainly make themselves a candidate for an IPO at some point and or uh, acquisition. 
yeah. you know, talks here in the future. So, so good on them. They, they did it right. They grew slowly and organically, uh, built a really, uh, fanatical, uh, user base. The customers I know that use them really, really like them. Um, so good on them, good on them. And they've come out of the pandemic, uh, stronger, I think from that, and they're ready to head into the new, the new decade, uh, with, with a lot of fire under their ass. So it's yeah. good. And what are they going to do with that cash? So startups uh, across the world need to have better ATS CRM partnership strategies. Yep. Uh, I, I understand if you're trying to gain proof of concept and you're working with a company here and there, but if you're beyond proof of concept, you're beyond that phase and your main, your main focus is on partnership strategy, which includes acquisition, you're in for a wild ride. Uh, these are the organizations who now have a lot of power to be able to provide you a new client base possibly. Mm -hmm. And also if you perform well, guess what? The prospect of acquisition is there too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, just to go back to the, the app, the app store, um, you know, you and I both work, work with quite a bit of startups. Um, and I can say that I definitely push all the ones I do that want to integrate into greenhouse. And I can say that of the three or four that typically are, are the first in line, greenhouse regularly performs better uh, than most of the others. And I think that, you know, promoting their, their store in their marketplace, again, has been a real, a real win for them. Uh, they reported growth of 30% year over year um, in 2020. So they're, they're definitely in a good place. It's the easy answer when you're talking about integrations. No question. No doubt. No doubt. Well, cash is raining, dude. Whew. Cash is just, they're <laughs> passing out money. We decided we're going to do a little, a little rapid fire of whether we'd buy or sell these, these companies. I'm going to go through them give just a little explanation. If you want to talk about it more in depth, that's fine. Sure. Um, but, but we can just kind of flow with it. So Cindio, yes, who we've interviewed before. Maria. Yeah. Maria. Yeah. So they scored 17.1 million. Uh, for those that don't know, they do real time pay equity. Um, they have an analysis software, uh, to help equalize the pay structure in companies. So Chad, buy or sell. This is a big, big, big buy because every organization who is touting pay equity, in most cases, they're doing it with spreadsheets, right? They're doing it with calculators and shit. They don't have tech to be able to integrate to, to I mean, pretty much instantly tell you where your warning signs are. This is the platform, right? Yep. And all those old time organizations that are out there that you've been using for years where it takes a month for them to actually digest your data and get back to you. Yep. Guess what? They should be partnering with Cindio. Uh, if not, go direct. Yep. That's a, it's a strong buy for me as well. Uh, just for all the reasons that you, you talked about there. So our number, number two here, this is the big daddy in terms of the, the check that was written, uh, job horrible domain. Uh, but we'll, we'll digress <laughs> from that. Just nabbed $108 million. Uh, this company is largely European, uh, and they commit to find consistent work with renowned companies uh, that enjoy professional stability uh, in a contract environment. So it's a, it's a gig platform, basically, uh, but they're really touting that they work with well-known companies and there's some stability in these gigs that you're getting. It's not just you know drive Charlie to the airport uh, and call it a day. These are sort of real 
real job contract opportunities. $108 million by herself. Right out of the gate, Madrid-based jobandtalent.com. Never heard of them. I thought, what the hell is this and why so much cash? Then I dove into the actual tech process and it looks like they're actually getting the whole 1099 process right. It's Mm app-based and it's kind of like that Uber for jobs that we've been talking about for a while. These guys, it seems, are on the right path, if not already have the infrastructure in place to build that. So I was tremendously surprised in doing research on these guys. And this is a big buy for me. All right. For me, frankly, I can't get past the name job and talent. So for me, fuck it. I'm selling that shit. All right. You're so cosmetic. All right. Let's go to uh, Swig, which makes me kind of thirsty. That's (laughs) S-W-Y-G. Uh, it is the dot com though, so hats off for that. They get one point two million in pre seed money, which we both kind of scratched our head about pre seed. I guess that's family and friends round. I don't know. That's uh, a lot so, of money for family and friends. Yeah. So th- these guys actively detect and correct for bias in interviews. Uh, they're also putting a human face and sort of going after or chat bots and automation. Their site says, "quote." You don't want to hire robots, so why have a robot do the hiring? Question mark. Hmm. Buy or sell? Sell. I started researching this. It was like, okay, oh yeah, this all sounds great, but mm-hmm. how do you provide the data? How do you? I mean, I, none of it made sense until I dug into it. And this is a candidates interviewing other candidates with one-on-one video type of a platform. Yep, yep. So overall, I, I think it's a it's a great fuzzy, wonderful, fluffy idea, but I think this just falls flat. Yeah, so if, if you were to go back to 2002, which, by the way, was when the Browns last made the playoffs, this would have been a great company. But for 2021, yeah, we're selling this turkey. All right, let's get to the last one. Uh, another great name, Employee Navigator, raises $34 million, uh, in growth equity financing. Now, these guys are in the exciting business of benefits, compliance, and HR software. $34 million for Employee Navigator. Buy or sell. It's not exciting by any means, but this is infrastructure that you have to get right. You're talking about money. You're talking about benefits. You're talking about compliance. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is this is a buy. Yeah, damn it. I hate these boring, successful companies. They suck. They suck. <laughs> All right, that's been a that's been our episode of buy or sell. Everybody, let's see if I got a sound bite for that one. There you go. Okay. Let's get to uh, some acquisitions so that bad. caught our attention. Yes. So uh, we we saw that jobs in the USA.com, a network of uh, state focused job boards, was actually acquired by their CEO. So this was a managed. This is was a management buyout. There you go. Uh, I had a chance to actually speak with Saeed. And he was excited to have uh, pretty much full control of and all the reins, obviously, to drive his network of 400 plus sites forward. Good for Saeed. What a good guy. I think I think this in itself, uh, being able to have this kind of opportunity to take mm-hmm. something where you have a vision, but as CEO, you have to do pretty much what you're told, right? Yep. And in this case, you are the CEO, you are the owner. Now you have the freedom. So I'm excited to see what he, what they come up with. Was he at Monster? Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of, of URLs from the past, jobs in the US.com. <laughs> That might be his first order of business is change the name. So these guys are based out of like Maine or some weird like a state you wouldn't normally think of, I think, uh, Maine or Connecticut or somewhere. They were bought by a a newspaper conglomerate, I think, 10 10 years or so ago. uh, And newspapers can't figure out job postings for the the life (laughs) of them. So. So why not sell it to the CEO? And by the way, when you sell to the CEO, there's not a lot of due diligence. They kind of know like what they're buying. Um, so good for him for making that probably a seamless transaction. The newspaper gets to throw off some some profit. Amen. Wonder what he paid for it. He didn't tell you, did he? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, whatever. Maybe next time. Over a few drinks, maybe he'll tell us what he paid for it. All right. There's another acquisition. This one really got our attention. One, because we know these guys, the the moonlighting guys pretty well, but it was also sort of strange. So Career Gig, a site that's less than a year old, uh, I think they officially launched in July of 2020, acquired Moonlighting, who we've talked to at least once or twice, uh, a 10-year-old company, or like a seven, eight-year-old company. They raised $8.8 million, uh, 70-some employees, according to LinkedIn, uh, career gig, brand new company, uh, less than like a dozen employees, I think. So when you think about who would be the acquirer of this of this transaction, you would default to moonlighting buying career gig, but that's not what happened. Uh, so something is a little bit weird about this one, uh, but good for moonlighting if if uh, it's good for them. Uh, they're both really into the blockchain thing, which I know feels a little bit 2019 or so. <laughs> But they're they're both into that, so that's going to be something that that uh, that they're going to build on. Any any thoughts on the career gig moonlighting acquisition? Yeah, I did message back and forth with uh, Jeff Tenner, he was the uh, CEO of mm-hmm. Moonlighting, and I said, uh, so what's up with the moon bit and this whole blockchain thing that we talked about a couple of years ago? And he said, yeah, the moon bit is pretty much uh, died uh, the, the the SEC death. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, the, the the portable blockchain verified resume, he believes still will disrupt screening companies and save hiring companies time and money. So uh, and freelancers will obviously get hired too. So it's that it's that whole still conversation of trust in the blockchain itself. I think it's going to be incredible. It's it's going to be on the vendors not to be able to have something that's complex, whether it's blockchain or not, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like we we talk we've talked about cloud computing way back yeah. in the day. Today it just happens, right? I don't give a shit how that happens. Tell me it's blockchain, it's verified, it's trusted, great. That's all you have to tell me. I don't have to go through the entire process. Will they get there? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, two dinosaurs cuddling up to stay warm when the when the nuclear winter hits. And this this sort of feels a little bit like that. You know, the the, the gig platforms are blowing up, right? Upwork's blowing up, Fiverr, Uber, like all these companies are on the upswing because of the the, the public markets and where the world is going. These guys, or at least Moonlighting, Career Gig's probably too new to sort of make that uh, that statement. But Moonlighting missed the window. They spent too much time on on uh, whatever Coinbase, whatever, spun their wheels, and I think missed the window. And this is their uh, this is their fate. So uh, I suspect Moonlighting will disappear in the next year, and Career Big Career Gig will sputter around for a while, maybe get some money. But I I don't think we'll we'll be lighting the world on fire with this this acquisition. 
We'll see. But you know what's not going to uh, disappear? <laughs> there we go. Uh, Let's go. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. You know who I want to take to dinner? Actually, they should be taking us out to dinner. What? Yeah, listeners, Kevin Kirkpatrick, who just took a new gig as VP of Search Solutions at Optimum Talent, and Jonathan Zub, who stepped into a VP of Sales role over at Jumpstart. Congrats, guys. The beers are on you when there we finally get the shots. By the way, speaking of uh, Bitcoin, which we talked about briefly, uh, I got a shout out for Red Balloon Security. Oh, yes. Uh, so talk about your pre-screening tests. Like they don't need no chat bot. So what these guys do is when someone wants to get a job at their company, they send you a little a little puzzle kit with if you if you crack it open, if you hack it open, there's about four thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. No, I did not say 4,000 Bitcoin. I said $4,000 worth of Bitcoin. So of the people that they send this out to that want a job at the company, roughly 1% can crack the the challenge. And of course, those people get four grand of Bitcoin, but also they get a job. Uh, the CEO of the company says the money is m- well spent based on what other you know areas that we would spend money on. They do change the challenge pretty frequently, so you can't just go online and, and figure out the answer. Uh, so this is how one company does pre-screening, and sh- frankly, I, I salute them, and they deserve a shout-out. 
Yeah, for that. that's going gangster. Ex- going the extra mile. That's totally gangster. Red Balloon Security. Check it out, kids. In an article from Wired, it seems like HireVue, a, a, leader, a leading provider of software for vetting job candidates based on an algorithmic assessment, said Tuesday it is killing off a controversial feature of its software, analyzing yep. a person's facial expressions in a video to discern certain characteristics. How did it take this long? Uh, it took a change in government. To probably spur spur everyone to do this, similar to how uh, Twitter and Facebook realized they should they should bounce Trump off the platform because they realized that a Democratic House, Congress, and White you know, House and uh, Senate and White House were going to be in power. I keep going back to this privacy facial recognition shit as a as a governmental issue, and state governments are coming after these companies, whether it be Illinois, we've talked about, we've talked about New York, and New York continues to be on this, yes, uh, big time. And look, when when governments get involved, and and you know the Democrats are in power, like laws are going to be made, and when you have laws, guess what, you have lawsuits. And the last thing any company wants is a lawsuit. Like HR exists to keep companies out of court. So the last thing they're going to do is like hire a vendor or pay money for a solution that could get them sued, which makes it very hard for companies to sell to a customer that doesn't want their product because they could end up in court, which means their job is in jeopardy because now the CEO is all pissed off that hiring practices got them got them thrown into court. So HireVue had to make some changes and which they've obviously done. They see the writing on the wall. Um, and this is this is this is very foreboding for anyone uh, in the facial recognition business, unless maybe you're in security. Maybe the government will overlook uh, security issues. But, yeah, if, if you're doing hiring where this is where bias and, and, you know, racism or, you know, run rampant like facial recognition just does not does not mix with that very well. What was it about a year ago when Illinois actually put out the legislation to, to, to nix this shit? Not to mention we continue to see how facial recognition doesn't work very well with individuals of color. And we mm-hmm. already have enough discrimination as it is, but yet, but yet it took them this long to shut this shit down. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that bothers me the most. As as somebody on the outside looking in from an optics standpoint, if I'm the CEO, I shut that shit down quick because I see from not just a, a diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint, it's an issue, but it's also a justice issue. So yeah. these guys shutting this down as a fucking layup a year ago, doing it <laughs> now, I look at them and say, what the fuck are you even thinking? Yeah. Why even throw a press release or even let anybody know that you're shutting it down? Do that shit quietly because you didn't do it fast enough. Yeah, it, it may be a, a you know bad sign for automation in general. Uh, so one of the, the story uh, Forbes, right? Forbes or Fortune, I forget uh, where we got this from. So Alex Engler, who's a fellow at the Brookings Institute, which is a left leaning um, think tank, if you will. Uh, he studied AI on hiring. Um, he says the idea of using AI to determine someone's ability, whether it is based on video, audio or text is far-fetched. He says that it is problematic that the public cannot vet such claims. Quote, there are parts that machine learning can probably help with, but fully automated interviews where you're making inferences about job performance, that's terrible. He says, quote, modern artificial intelligence can't make those inferences, end quote. 
Yes. Which is why New York City is proposing regulations against hiring algorithms, not just facial recognition, but hiring algorithms entirely. So this is another Wired article. In 1964, the Civil Rights Act barred the humans who made hiring decisions from discriminating on the basis of sex or race. Now, software often contributes to these hiring decisions, helping managers screen resumes or interpret video interviews. So we talked to Athena Karp from Hired Score just a, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. If you haven't heard that interview, go back, look for it. Those organizations are specializing uh, in certain areas to ensure that bias does not creep in. And they're doing that through constant auditing as well. Yep. But one thing that we have to do, and this is actually something that we talked about on the uh, the the rack panel today, is that none of this is a silver bullet. There's no such thing as an easy button. So if you don't think that there's work involved, you just need to walk away from the table now. I want I want to know where this rack panel is and how I can like be a part of it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the story talks about Hired Score and Pymetrics, which are I think both New York based uh, companies. I yep. mean. My fear for them, and, and we both know Athena um, and Tyler Weeks, who are our buddy from Intel, is now uh, at that company as well. Uh-huh. So we we feel very confident that they're, they're doing the right thing and doing things that they need to do. My fear for them is, similarly to how companies will just buy something because it's on the checklist, maybe it be uh, SEO or maybe it be chatbots or programmatic. My fear is that there's going to be a list of things you don't buy no matter what. And if anything that has algorithm, automation, uh, you know, any of these words that companies think are going to get us thrown into court or get us sued, and just because you're on that list makes you a no buy, I, I fear that companies will get swept into that, into that, into that category, um, and that would be a shame for yeah. sure. But I fear that it could be the future. Keep, keep the attorneys out of the conversation because they fuck everything up. That's all I got to <laughs> yes, say. They do. It's all about it's all about ensuring that you know exactly what's going on. It's 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 white box. It's defendable. It's explainable. Um, but these are things that we need as businesses to ensure that we can scale to the need. Not to mention many many of these technologies will give our candidates and our customers better experiences. We won't have that shitty black hole that we've had for for decades, which we've really treated human beings badly during the hiring process. These technologies can help with that. We just have to be smart and we have to ensure that uh, we're we're dealing with the the right vendors and, and we partner with the right people. Yeah, let's hope that in, in a world where we leave behind governance by Twitter, that we start making actual thoughtful decisions and get people with <laughs> brains to think these things through, uh, because that would be a, a much better future. But speaking of yes, Trump, God, did I say that? All right. Uh, soon we won't be talking about him, right? Anyway, let's hope uh, the layoffs are happening uh, by the rioters, rioters. We all knew it was coming. Apparently, the. The dude with the Buffalo Buffalo Soldier. I don't know what this guy was. He's sort of the 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 face of the movement. The guy with the Buffalo wig and the the face. Yeah, Yeah, there are a few, I guess, faces of this thing. But so this guy apparently lives with his mother, which I think is very appropriate. Big surprise, based on what happened. But yeah, we're seeing tons of layoffs. This was a this was my favorite. Uh, A direct marketing company, Navistar. It had an employee with their actual company badge on that was visible (laughs) during the riot. 
Yeah, he got he got fired. Uh, a Pennsylvania teacher. He's not a rocket science. Not a rocket science there at Navistar. Uh, they had a Pennsylvania teacher get fired. A Texas lawyer, uh, an ex Pennsylvania state representative, resigned uh, from a teaching position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seattle police are investigating two of its officers. Um, I feel like this is just the beginning. I'm sure you're seeing these tapes where people have uh, inside jobbed this thing and they've, they, they like, I don't know, blueprinted the, the Capitol. Yeah. Uh, there are people in the window saying, Hey, if you go down these stairs directly, that Pelosi's is on the right. And so they've, they sort of pan this all out. And as, as these people get identified, uh, I fear that they're going to be a lot more layoffs and fortunately a lot more arrests because of this shit. Yes. And one thing that we have to get beyond is we have to understand the actual narrative that's being pushed back. And you'll see false equivalences of uh, like Black Lives Matter, which shouldn't be in the conversation in the first place. No. This comes down to criminality, right? So Mm -hmm. if we break it down in the very simplistic area of did you commit a crime, right? I don't care what protest you were at, right? Did you commit a crime? Were you committing a crime? And you were you the rocket scientist who actually wore your badge while you were committing a crime? Genius. We we have H as HR professionals need to help our organizations better shape the narrative and the understanding of what this actually means. Yep. By the way, I mentioned it in the opening, and we've all seen the platforms that have like pushed the eject button on on Trump. Yeah. Why is Pinterest on that list? Like, was Trump sharing <laughs> lasagna recipes that I didn't know about? I mean, what in the fuck is Pinterest blocking Trump for? Am I, I missing something on that one? It's it's cool to block Trump right now, and I <laughs> yeah. and I agree. <laughs> and we get on that list. I want to be on the list with everybody. Chad and Cheese have officially blocked. Trump from being on our podcast (laughs) and parlor too. Wow. Parlor's out of business. That's kind of crazy though. Well, it's interesting because somebody actually responded to uh, a post that I put on LinkedIn around parlor having an issue with Amazon web services. And the response was, it's no big deal. They'll find somebody else. Uh, No, they won't. Right. (laughs) If you get kicked off of Amazon web services, everybody's looking at them going, huh? There's a reason why they were kicked off. Yeah, we don't want your business either. So, you know, th- there has been, been this this rolling uh, effect that, yep. you know, if you're going to harbor and you're going to allow these types of things to happen on your platform, uh, especially if you're a young platform like Parler, you're easy to kick the fuck off. If Facebook was doing this and it wasn't happening, it would be a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, they can find a server. It's just going to be in, you know, Istanbul somewhere or, uh, you know, some third world country where the uptime will probably not be guaranteed to 99.9%, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're going to have some real challenges. And by the way, the, the duopoly of, of iOS and Android, like how powerful is that? Yes. I mean, if, if you can't be on those, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. You're kicked out of the app store. You are gone. Especially if you're a social media application. Like you're really, you're really fucked. You're really fucked. You know what? You, you know what? You might not be gone if you die because uh, Microsoft, uh, well, let's talk about it after the break. 
Yeah, let's take a break. We'll talk about Microsoft zombie chatbots. Jeez, if that doesn't get you to stick around, I don't know what will. Whether you're struggling to fill high-volume hourly roles or looking for long-term full-time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management, so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your JobAdX programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. Brains. So guess what? What? There could be an opportunity where there will be a Chad bot. That's bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, there are dad jokes and Chad jokes, and that's not good. That's not good. So what are you talking about, Chad bot? So Microsoft has fi- filed a patent, which raises the intriguing possibility of digitally reincarnating people. Reincarnating <laughs> people as a chat bot. Instead of using the conventional method of training chatbots using conversations and material from a wide sample of users, the system would use, quote unquote, social data, such as images, voice data, social media posts, electronic posts, and written letters, written letters, uh, to build a profile of a person. So it would actually take you and try to create pretty much your persona and then apply a chatbot behind it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the Chad and Cheese podcast can live on forever well after we're dead. Uh, we'll just have our voices AI'd and we'll report the news that comes in through RSS feeds and whatever else. No, I mean, like my, my first impression of this is like it's a bit crazy, a little bit like uh, the movie Her, where you have relationship with voices and AI. Now, if you can recreate someone's voice, that's pretty crazy. They should be able to with us, all the content that we have. Yeah. I think it's going to happen whether we care or not. But, you know, I think about like, you know, I I lost my mom last year. Like, would I want to have conversations with her still if it knew exactly the kind of things she would say or advice she would give? Like, I guess. Would I want to talk to my grandfather, you know, decades after he was gone? Would my grandchildren want to know? Like, can you re can you connect with people and family that you wouldn't be before? Um, could I talk to Ben Franklin someday? And what would he say about stuff? Like, so I guess it's kind of cool in that way, although it's a little bit creepy, but yeah, it's probably the future anyway. I think you also get to the point where like, uh, you know, if you're dumped in a relationship, but you still want to be in the relationship, even though no. that person doesn't, no. you can still kind of be in that relationship if you no. want. No. <laughs> You don't like that one? You no. Don't like, that one? like yeah. you don't like I'm going to I'm going to before I go to bed tonight I'm going to talk to like 25 of my exes to see what what they would do about my my marriage. 
or something. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that being said, I think I need a beer. (laughs) Uh, We need need a little funk to take us out, man. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everybody, have a good week. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.